What's a gang without its terrain, its turf? Did you catch how much changed between the classic West Side Story and the 2021 remake? In Steven Spielberg's movie scripted by Angels in America's Tony Kushner, we're still in New York in the post-war era and we're still plunged into a turf war between the white Irish-American and Polish-American Jets and the Puerto Rican Sharks. Why don't you leave the Puerto Ricans alone, Riff? Christ almighty. And you lot! You're in New York now. But 1961's West Side Story, directed by Robert Wise and Jerome Robbins, is a tragic love story with a laser focus on the Romeo and Juliet romance between Tony and Maria, while Steven Spielberg's Update is a wider story about the bigger forces in society that contribute to hate. Any day now, all of you are going to be evicted. You'll have to vamoose, as we say in Spanish. Here's our take on what's different and the same about the old and new West Side Story. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell to be notified about all of our new videos. Maybe the biggest difference between the two West Side Stories is in their production and the 2021 version's greater sense of authenticity. English. In the 1961 version, Puerto Rican Maria is played by a white woman, Natalie Wood. Most of the other Puerto Rican characters are played by white actors wearing brown makeup and with questionable Spanish accents. Nardo, it is most important that I have a wonderful time at the dancing tonight. And while Puerto Rican actress Rita Moreno won an Academy Award for her role as Anita, according to NBC News, she had to speak with an exaggerated accent and wear brown makeup to darken her skin. All the Puerto Rican characters are predominantly English-speaking, with Spanish only used for the occasional aside. Vámonos, muchachos. Oh, let them wait. Is Maria all right? So when remaking the film, Spielberg prioritized giving an authentic, inside idea of Puerto Rican culture, casting Latino actors in all these roles, and showing the Puerto Rican characters fluidly shift between English and unsubtitled Spanish. Eat your eggs. And everyone speak English. Yo también te quiero mucho. The very first vocal song we hear isn't from the musical by Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim. It's Bernardo's rendition of La Borinquena, the Puerto Rican national anthem. Adiosa la libertad. And Tony's benevolent mentor, Doc, is replaced by Valentina, Doc's wife, played by Moreno. West Side Story was originally conceived as a take on Romeo and Juliet, and the 1961 version holds closely to this spirit by really focusing on Tony and Maria's love story. The film's more narrow focus on starry-eyed Tony and Maria's feelings in their own world lends a greater cinematic weight to their romance. When Tony and Maria meet, everything in the frame is blurred except each other. The world literally falls away as most of the dancers exit the dance floor. I knew something never before was going to happen had to happen, but this is so much more. My hands are cold. In Spielberg's film, Tony and Maria meet still in the world of the movie, as they find space behind the bleachers of the crowded dance hall to speak for the first time. Funny, I wasn't planning on showing up tonight. You don't like dancing. This approach goes further to help us imagine this scene playing out realistically. Still, we're not able to get totally absorbed in the surreality of their love at first sight, at least not enough to forget the people around them and the threat that they'll be caught. 
Overall, the 2021 film is less just the story of Maria and Tony. It's more interested in the surrounding world and characters like Anita, Riff, Bernardo, Chino, and anybody's who get far more dialogue and attention. I wake up to everything I know either getting sold or wrecked or being taken over by people that I don't like. Even on Tony and Maria's date, which instead of at the dress shop happens at the Cloisters Museum, where they conveniently find an older chapel for their impromptu wedding, on the subway ride there, they're fighting about the other's around them, like two people who've started dating and are already crushed by the reality of the obstacles facing them. The whole world has been against Riff since he was born. Do you think it's easier for us? Thus, while Spielberg's version does better justice to the reality around Tony and Maria, this comes with the inherent trade-off of casting their love less as something unique and mystically precious, and more just as a teenage love. The heavy lift in this particular story is to make us buy that Tony and Maria's instant love is so real that it makes sense for Maria to forgive Tony for killing her brother shortly after. In Romeo and Juliet, when we meet Romeo, he's getting over a crush on another girl, Rosalind, so many have wondered if, had the two lived, their passion might have proved fleeting and common. So the challenge of telling the Romeo and Juliet or Tony and Maria story is to overcome those doubts, to convince us that, in spite of the very brief time they've known each other, this is true fated love worth dying for. Life matters even more than love. <laughs> They're the same thing. And it's perhaps revealing that a popular fan reaction in the 2021 West Side Story has been to ship not Maria and Tony, but Maria and Chino, something which has also been fueled by Rachel Zegler's real-life romance with Chino actor Josh Andres Rivera. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, your relationship with yourself. A lot of us will go out of our way to treat other people well, but we may be tough and unforgiving with ourselves. Online therapy helps me show myself the compassion and sensitivity I make sure to offer to others. BetterHelp makes it possible to set aside me time every week to understand what I'm working through and how I can practice self-care in a real and lasting way. It's been beyond helpful in making me feel less anxious and more at ease out in the world. I can't recommend BetterHelp enough. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. Takers get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash MyTake. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash MyTake. West Side Story is actually about gentrification. And in Spielberg's version, this is front and center. Jets control it and you know it. Uh-huh, yeah, but uh, golly gee, Balkan, not according to the New York City Committee for Slum Clearance. The first image we see is the Lincoln Square neighborhood, including the Puerto Rican district, San Juan Hill, getting torn down, while a sign reading Slum Clearance presents a glittering image of what will be Lincoln Center. The 1961 version of West Side Story doesn't really discuss how the Upper West Side neighborhood is changing, even if we do occasionally see the sharks and jets fighting on top of building ruins. The war comes across as a more two-dimensional dispute, where the white gang fears immigrants taking over their territory. In the update, the script draws out the tragedy of both the Puerto Ricans and the poor white characters, who also descend from less recent immigrant groups, fighting over a neighborhood neither will inherit. You're a month or two away from finding out, one step ahead of the wrecking ball. And we're highly aware that their aggression toward each other is misdirection at the wrong target. 
In the original, the opening sequence feels almost playful, as if the jets and sharks are just wayward kids enjoying these little tumbles as a kind of diversion. But we're having such fun! We enjoy the playground! The finger-snapping, pirouetting characters of the original feel closer to a musical theater stage production and not particularly believable to modern audiences as dangerous gang members. But the playfulness of 1961 West Side Story's early parts helps pull off the story's master trick, luring us in with joyful song and dance so that by the final scene, we're kind of shocked at the pointless loss of life and love we've just witnessed. The 2021 West Side Story instead announces much more the seriousness of these characters' situation up front through confrontational dialogue, more threatening acts by the Jets, and the gentrification references. When we meet Tony, he's no longer just leaving the Jets to get a job. The sharks walk bad, they bite hard, and if we don't stop them now, we're gonna never yeah. work for a living. He's haunted by a year spent in prison, having nearly killed someone in a rumble the year before. So his motivation to leave the Jets stems from a darker, more urgent and personal place. Due to the more authentic casting and script updates, the racial divide between the Sharks and the Jets becomes even more present, especially because Kushner's script delves with more detail into the ugliness of this hatred and questions of national identity. How many times do I gotta tell you, Bernardo, I don't speak the first act of aggression the Jets undertake is to defile a Puerto Rican flag. The question of American identity is particularly fleshed out through Anita's story arc, arguably the most tragic in the film and given even more detail in the update. Anita's zest for becoming an American is a practical choice. I work my fingers raw, mending pants and hemming neckties so that someday I can rent a shop of my own. But she's driven. She's the one rejecting the idea of going back. If you think that I'm going back home to Puerto Rico with six kids that I put to bed hungry every night? Amor de mi vida, you are dreaming. And she's the one always urging the others to learn English well. English, we gotta practice. So in the end, after she's lost Bernardo and almost been raped by the Jets, her disillusionment is all the more crushing. In the original, as Anita's being assaulted, the I want to be in America motif plays. <laughs> implicitly making the point that this is what her American dream has led to. But in the 2021 film, this is even more in our face as she declares, Yo no soy americana. Yo soy puertorriqueña. Spielberg's version also gives more space to explore the motivations of the gang leaders Riff and Bernardo. In 61, Riff's cheerful leadership helps characterize the Jets as more harmless. Everybody dress up sweet and sharp. Me Tony me at the dance at the 10. But Mike Feist's updated riff feels far more nihilistic. When are you gonna grow up? Never, probably. Born to die young, daddy -o. While Tony believes there's a way out, all those avenues seem closed off to Riff, and he clings to the Jets, who, to him, are defined by this war. Because without that, he'd have nothing else. Riff reveals just how little he values his life when he goes to buy a gun to take with him to fight the sharks. You squeeze the trigger and then... Might as well. And it's this action that inspires a comparison to his father. You remind me of your dad. The film's portrait of Riff also radically changes the tone of the song Cool. In the 61 version, it's sung by the Jets to each other after the rumble as the Jets try to steal themselves for encounters with the authorities. Man, you want to get past the cops when they start asking about tonight? You play it cool. 
But in Spielberg's version, it becomes a plea from Tony to Riff to leave behind the violence and join Tony in envisioning a different life. You can live it up Cut the and crime good. The result is a deeply sad scene because Riff sees Tony's desire to escape violence as a betrayal of their brotherly love and loyalty. The song's focus on Tony trying to take away Riff's weapon also makes the story's gun a more intentional object. In the original, we don't know where the gun Chino shoots Tony with came from, but in the update, Riff's gun via Tony is picked up by Chino, thus making this cycle of violence stem inevitably from Riff's choice. And it's an even more tragic choice in light of the scene we see when Riff and the Jets first get the gun and play with it like little boys enjoying a new toy. Bernardo, too, has more complex motivations in Spielberg's update. In the original, he's a classic macho, overprotective older brother. And while Anita and Maria may tease him for these traits, they're pretty accepting of them. My brother is a silly watchdog. Ah, uh, my sister is a precious jewel. <laughs> Anita chalks up the gang members' impulse to fight to some kind of healthy masculine impulse. They gotta get rid of something. Why, after a fight, that brother of yours is so healthy. In the update, the women are much more aware of and quick to call out Bernardo's sometimes overbearing male traits. Your brother has something to say to you. Apologize for behaving last night like a... Like, like a, a gangster. And Bernardo is also more nuanced in his self-awareness. Unlike Riff, he doesn't want this war. It's stupid. We gotta do it, but it's stupid. But as the patriarch of the community, he feels he has to take on a protector role because his people are under threat and not getting support from those who should be protecting them. But we call the cops, you show up and arrest us. You're never around when these hueputas mess up our stores. This idea of masculinity in crisis is hammered home in the film's most difficult scene, when Anita goes to visit the Jets after Bernardo has been killed in the rumble. This is almost a mirror of the scene in the 61 film, with Anita being assaulted by the Jets before Doc comes and breaks up the fight. Stop it! Doc calls them out and later criticizes Tony, too, but the Jets have a ready retort. You make this world lousy. We didn't make it, Doc. In the 21 film, as Valentina replaces Doc, the accusation she throws at the Jets is far more serious and hangs in the air, condemning them. I watched you grow up, and you have grown into rapists. In the wake of Me Too and high-profile cases like Brock Turner, it's significant that the attempted rape, implied but not named in the original, is here made explicit and put into the mouth of a woman. The 1961 film's visuals are striking for their unusual camera placements, combined with rhythmic editing time to the music. Take a look at the opening scene of the jets clashing with the sharks. The camera cuts from above on the street to the jets spinning to suddenly seeing Bernardo. It jumps around to highlight key details like their hands and the basketball. The montage of this around 9-minute sequence sets a scene of tension and sudden threat, mixed in with restlessness and the joyful relief of each group's camaraderie as they dance perfectly in sync. The 2021 update to this sequence preserves some of these creative camera angles, and the sudden shifts between tension and relief. But it uses much more camera movement, so the fluid, dynamic camera becomes a central character in the dance. Similarly, compare each film's opening to the dance hall scene. In the original, the camera finds interesting angles with which to capture the movement while cutting to the music. Instead, Spielberg's dynamic camera glides through the choreography, resulting in a far more modern and immediately visceral feel, guided by the dancing camera more than the dancing bodies. 
1961 film largely expresses how the characters feel through dancing and choreography. Tony and Maria dance together before they speak to each other, revealing their love at first sight through looks and motion. The film's emphasis on choreography makes sense, given that one of the film's directors was Jerome Robbins, the iconic choreographer who directed and choreographed the original stage production of West Side Story. While the 2021 update is likewise full of dancing, it's often more naturalistic, mixed in with more dance-free sequences, and not used as much to tell the story. For that, instead, we get much more fleshed-out dialogue. We need you if we're going to war. We can't refuse this now. Because I know you. Or I thought I did before you got all unlike yourself, before you went upstate. The effect is more believable and less likely to jolt us out of the story's reality. Though, in some ways, we're more likely to believe in Tony and Maria's faded love when it's told to us through movement and singing, because the overall effect is so dreamlike, surreal, and timeless. Musicals can sometimes feel separate from reality, as characters spontaneously break into song and dance. And the 1961 version leans into this more impressionistic, fantastical idea of the genre. Tonight is the real beginning of my life as a young lady of America. Spielberg doesn't dispense with the songs or the choreography, but the narrative choices and cinematography emphasize social reality. Instead of imagining herself as a bride in the dress shop during I Feel Pretty like in the original, Maria sings the song while she and her friends are working as cleaners in department store gimbals. It's a choice that perhaps feels more accurate to the kind of employment attainable to Maria and her friends, and which changes the song's tone to not just be about romantic excitement, but also about her awareness of how out of reach these fancy items are for someone in her income bracket. I'm happy in my fancy rich lady apartment. Perhaps the most striking example of the realism change is in the final scene. Both films end with Tony realizing Maria's not dead and running to her, only to be shot and killed by Chino before Maria turns on both gangs in a rage. How many bullets are left, Chino? Not for you? Are you? I hate now. Well, I can kill too because now I have hate. But in Spielberg's version, the focus on social realism doesn't allow the audience to sit with the tragedy of the moment for as long. When the group realizes the police are en route, they tell Maria, and she defers to them that the group needs to process out with Tony's body before the cops arrive and Chino is arrested. It's more realistic that the gang members aren't all going to hang around for the police, but in the original, it's powerful when Maria's grief and a sudden shift from idealistic romantic young girl into potential murderer shocks everyone into an odd deference. And she's in control of the scene even after the police arrive. On the other hand, the greater realism in the 2021 film makes Anita's suffering and scenes like the rumble even more heartbreaking. When Riff gets stabbed in the original, it feels like a heightened choreographed dance. When it happens in the 2021 version, the moment has more space for Tony to feel it, and for us to see the darkness come over him as he feels he must avenge his friend. The scene is weightier because we've seen more of both Tony's bond with Riff and how hard Tony fought against returning to this dark place. I want to be unlike how I was. In the 61 version, Somewhere is a Tony and Maria song, sung by Tony after he's killed Maria's brother as a way to re-fortify their love. I'll take you away when nothing can get to us. A place for us. The motif plays earlier as they're getting the spontaneous idea to make secret wedding vows. 
and it's reprised again in their final moments together when Tony dies in her arms. As if, even now that they're being separated by death, they still believe they'll be together in another place. But Spielberg gives the song to a different couple. Valentina sings it to her late husband, Doc. As a Puerto Rican who married a white man, Valentina exists in the hinterland between the sharks and the jets, and seems to model to Tony that a different life is possible. But the result of this song change is that, whereas in the 61 version there's more hope that Tony and Maria could make it, in the update that somewhere feels situated in the past. Any real hope of Valentina and Doc's dream materializing seems snuffed out long ago. In the remake, as Tony dies, Maria instead sings him a line from Tonight. Which promises her eternal devotion, but not necessarily that they'll ever be reunited in another realm. A closer look at the iconic G. Officer Krupke song reveals that West Side Story has always contained an interesting social commentary about the lack of institutional care for young people let down by our system. Hey, I'm the brave, not a kind of the pride! The song expresses these kids' frustration with the condescension of the wave of ways to explain and solve the juvenile delinquent problem. Our fathers all are drunks! Naturally, we're punks. And it tracks the ever-shifting cycle of in-vogue theories, whether the prevailing philosophy is that there's untapped good inside these kids, there is untapped good. or that they're sick, we are sick, or that they're no good. We're no good. And whether the cure is jail, psychoanalysis, social work, or jobs. But to these kids, these cyclical theories all amount to the same thing. They're viewed as some kind of problem no one really cares about in a human way. No one wants a fella with a social disease. In both films, the song is playful. But in the 2021 version, G. Officer Krupke has more stakes because the boys, without Riff, who sings the original, have been taken in for questioning about the rumble. So they're messing up the actual police department. In 1961, the police lieutenant Shrank is an annoying, unfeeling enemy. That's what they keep telling me down at headquarters, understand? Well, you try keeping hoodlums in line and see what it does to you. But in the update, he's more fleshed out, even more explicitly racist and more manipulative, weaponizing both groups' ethnic hatred and low self-esteem against them. Your dads or your granddads stayed put, drinking and knocking up some local piece who gave birth to you the last of the can't-make-it Caucasians. For all that's changed, it's also important to acknowledge how much Spielberg hasn't updated, and how much of the classic's amazing songs, dances, and story he's managed to preserve, while giving a more modern, relevant spin. Both films capture the core of the Romeo and Juliet tale, that hatred is a vicious, self-perpetuating cycle, leading to a senseless and needless loss of life. I can kill now because I hate now and that love can overcome hatred, even if only in death. The 2021 film brings one of the greatest musicals of all time to new generations, carrying the story into the future. This will be a shiny new neighborhood of rich people in beautiful apartments. This is the take on your favorite movie shows and pop culture. Thanks for watching, and don't forget to subscribe.